Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Here's one of the interviews from the stage of the 2016 Code Conference. If you like it, please leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Hilton. Afternoon, everybody. Um, What I would like to do is take a little part of that conversation you just heard and expand it a bit. In this crazy election year, I want to talk to you about politics and government and what's gone wrong with those things and basically why it's all your fault. But before I get to that, just a quick word of introduction. I'm Steve Hilton. As you can tell, I'm a Brit, but I've been living here in the Bay Area for the last four years. And for the last two years, I've been running a company that I started, um, a tech company, a political technology company called Crowdpack. But before that, I worked in government in the UK. I was the senior advisor to Prime Minister David Cameron. And thinking about those things, I reflected on what those two experiences, working in government, working in technology, really mean for me, and what I think we need to do about the problems with both. You all know, because you've done it, that technology in an incredible way has put power and control directly in people's hands. And what that has done in some ways is make the world more human. Now, I use that phrase because I've just written a book called More Human. And the argument in that book is that the central driver of the frustrations that people feel with government, with their daily lives, the thing that really underlies that is that the systems and the structures that we've built to run the modern world have become too big and too bureaucratic and too distant from the human scale. And nowhere is that more true than in government. It's the one thing that feels like it's been completely untouched by the revolution that you've played such an important part in leading. Now, when people think about government, they think it's something that is not necessarily for them to get involved in. It's someone else's job. It's the insiders. And I think that is such a shame because I think you, as a sector, as technology people, could do so much to make government more human. Not in superficial ways, with better websites, but by applying the thinking of the technology sector to rethinking government for the 21st century. Exactly the same principles, taking power and putting it directly in people's hands. But when people in this sector typically think about social change and getting involved, they think about philanthropy. Now, there's nothing wrong with philanthropy, but just look at this. One particular data point for you. Many of you here will be from the Bay Area, and many of you, I suspect, will go to a fantastic event that's held every year, the Tipping Point Annual Gala. It's a fundraising event, and the billing of that event is Let's end poverty in the Bay Area. Now, the last one raised $14 million in one night. That's a lot of money. But just look at the budget of the San Francisco Social Services Department. There's no comparison. If you really want to make change happen, you've got to be in government. That is where the money is, and that is where the action is, and that's where people's lives are really changed. 
Now, of course, people don't want to get involved in politics and government. They find it really off-putting. Just look at what's been going on. It's going in exactly the wrong direction. Involvement is pathetic in this country and in many other countries. Look at voting. In the elections last year, nine out of 10 people in LA did not vote. So you can be sure who the one out of 10 are, the most extreme, the core vote. That middle chart there, the story that that is told is perhaps the most troubling, the story that's told on that chart. That chart represents the proportion of all funding for American politics coming from the top 1% of the 1%, literally thousands of people. A few decades ago, in the early 80s, it was 9%. It's now heading to 50%. Nearly half of the money in American politics, federal, state, and local, comes from that tiny, tiny group. And then look at running for office, actually getting involved in government. Think about the things that you really care about and think about in your daily lives, in your business lives. Education, training, health services, transport infrastructure, all these things are decided in state legislatures, probably the bit of our system that most people know least about. And look why. 33% of state legislative districts are unopposed. Now imagine the quality of those people. There's no competition for the places. Participation is a disaster, and we need to do something about it, and I think we can do something about it using technology. Now, one of the things that people say puts people off is the amount of money in politics. So let's look at that. People say there's too much money in American politics. Well, one way of thinking about that is exactly right. Look at on the left there. There's been more than a trebling in the amount of money spent on presidential campaigns just in two decades. But here's another way of thinking about it, that there's not enough money in American politics. Look at 2014, all the elections there at every level of American democracy. The, say, the American people spent the same amount of money on their dysfunctional democracy as on erectile dysfunction. I'm not saying it's not important. Now, you know I've got to make this joke, don't you? Elections, erections, it's all the same. You end up getting, well, I'm not going to say it. I may be British, but I'm not that British. There's no swearing here. But there's a serious point. The serious point is that what we need to do to open up politics and to break the stranglehold of the insiders and the establishments and all the things that's going in the wrong direction is to get more people involved, more people giving more money to more candidates. You just saw DeRay. DeRay McKesson raised the money he was talking about from all those small donors on Crowdpack, on my platform. It was one of the great successes we've seen. And that's really why we started Crowdpack, to make it easier for people to get involved, people like you to get involved. Here are just some of the things that we're doing to help boost political participation. We want to help boost turnout in elections. One of the reasons people say they don't vote in elections is because they have no idea who the candidates are, especially at the state and local level. They've never heard of the people. Why should I vote for them? So we've got objective data-driven voting guides, just like this one for San Diego's elections next week, to help people make up their minds. We're innovating in the way we fund politics. We're bringing crowdfunding, true crowdfunding, to politics, not just helping people like DeRay raise money from all over the country, 
but actually really giving people power with their money. This is something I can tell you about that we're about to launch next week. Conditional pledging. Real crowdfunding in the sense that, to take an example there, you can donate to Hillary Clinton for president, but you can put a condition on it. You can say she only gets the money if she makes Elizabeth Warren her vice president or anyone else that you want to choose. It's putting conditions on it, helping people get involved, helping them shape the platform. That's a, that's a product at the top that's going to be, you're going to be able to, to, to crowdfund specific policy ideas for the Democratic platform or the Republican platform. I know there'll be many Trump supporters out in this audience. You'll be able to do that with your money, which, as we know, amplifies your voice. And then finally, running for office. We want to open up the whole political system to make it easier for people to take that first step to get into politics, whether that's at the local level or the state level or nationally. And that's, again, where you come in. We, you, all of us, need to get involved, not just throwing money at politicians and going to a meeting and giving them a bit of advice, but actually getting in there, getting into government, and then applying what we know works in other sectors of technology to rethinking and reinventing government actually running for office, actually getting involved. So I hope that when Cara runs for mayor of San Francisco, she'll be using this way because it means that you can get elected without the big party machines, without the big donors, without the special interest constraining what you have to do. So we get more independent and independent-minded people running for office. Cara Swisher for mayor of San Francisco. Elon Musk, I hope one day perhaps, running for office. Maybe president, president of Mars, who knows? But the point is that we can change this system, but only, as DeRay was saying, from within. We need to get involved. You need to get involved. Don't you see this is what it's all about? Actually taking that step and doing it ourselves as individuals. And if enough of us do that, then we really can change things in a really big way. So let's take power and let's take control and rethink and reinvent government and politics using the same techniques that have been so transformational in all the areas that you work in. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Remember to leave us a review at itunes.com slash Recode Replay and be sure to check out our other podcasts. Every Monday, I host Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. On Thursdays, you can hear Recode Media, where Peter Kafka interviews the smartest and most interesting people in the media world. And on Friday, I host Too Embarrassed to Ask, along with Lauren Good of The Verge. You can find all these shows and more at recode.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.